Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. You might know us as the co-founders of Of A Kind, the co-authors of WorkWife, or just two women who feel so strongly about their relationship that they own the domain ClaireAndErica.com. Related, head there to sign up for our newsletter. We promise it is coming. It is like imminent. Yes. Imminent. We we had a scare. People thought we'd started sending it and they weren't getting it. And then we felt guilty we weren't sending it yet. And we've I think we've also felt like excited to do it again. Yes. Right? For sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's happening. Um, and if there's anything that you want to talk to us about, podcast-related or otherwise, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. 833-632-5463. Do it. We love voicemails. Oh, my gosh. I think you're going to hear one at the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stay, you listen stay all tuned. the way through. Yeah. Stay tuned. Um, so today's episode is about, is sort of the part two of uh, what it, what our post-of-a-kind lives are like. Yeah. But first, a brushing scam. Oh, yes. Don't forget Claire. So let me preface this by saying that my husband and our neighbors who live downstairs in our um, in our home and I think silently our nanny all judge me for how many boxes I get. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm glad that the like judgment you were feeling about uh, like at people at the office is now yeah. being transferred to like the people in your like very, you're very like your building. <laughs> like, but I like that there's, yeah. we're still maintaining a sense that you're being judged about something I don't think anybody gives a fuck about. My husband's definitely judging me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so it was really frustrating when I started getting boxes from Amazon of things I did not order because I felt like I needed to tell everybody, like, look, I know that I order a lot of stuff, but these three but, boxes. But subtract two from the, t- the tally <laughs> yes. that you're keeping. Exactly. Because I, friends, was the victim of a brushing scam, which I suppose is something of a victimless crime, a victimless scam. You're only really a victim if you feel so harshly judged by the packages (laughs) that show up that you feel like this is, you know, an issue. Yeah. So the first day I got that this happened to me, I got a package and it had an insane water bottle that tracked how much water you drank with motivational quotes. quotes, but they were de- whoever wrote the quotes. I don't think English was their first language. Yeah. In fact, Google Translate may have written the quotes. Um, it, well, and the, the the tenor of the quotes was like a bad personal trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a personal trainer you'd go to once and be like, "I'm not going to that person again." Absolutely. <laughs> so it was that 
and then mascara that had a really tiny brush and then a flashlight. And my first thought was like, this is somebody like one of my friends sending me like products that they really love and want me to try. This feels like a 10 things pitch. This is like funny and weird. And I wonder who sent this. And then Chris came home and was like inspecting the flashlight to make sure it wasn't bugged. Um, Which is interesting. <laughs> it's it's more something I would expect of my husband than yours. 100%. And this was actually before he read Catch and Kill, surprisingly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, now that he's read it, I think this is going to go be even a more level. Yeah. And I Instagrammed about it. And one wise person was like, this actually sounds like a brushing scam. Like you be careful. And you were like, what is that? What's a brushing scam? So the shortest version of this, and we'll post links because there's some articles and podcast episodes by experts on this. But basically, Amazon sellers know that the only way to succeed as a vendor with products that other Amazon sellers are selling is if you have really good reviews and if you're the the most well-reviewed product. And like the jump from what you sell if you're number one to number two is incredibly significant. Yeah. And they used to have various ways of scamming the system and Amazon got hip to those. So the latest thing that they've figured out is that they... The sellers. The sell... Yeah, sorry. The latest thing that the sellers have figured out is that in order to get these reviews, you have to be a verified purchaser of the product but they can't just be sending the products to themselves. They can't be because buying and sending the found products out to themselves. Again. Yeah, exactly. So they send it to random unsuspecting people whose addresses they find on the internet and then write reviews about them as if they were a customer who who got this. Um, but they're not writing the reviews under your name, no, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the name matches. It just matters that the like account that was ordered from matches. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. They also, one other thing that I found really odd and that I dislike about this is that they have sent them all same day delivery. So I, which I'm like these poor same day delivery people who are having to do this because like checking out at 10 p.m. in the snow to deliver a package because someone wants to write this urgent review of this (laughs) mascara. So the next day we got, um, I'm not going to remember everything. We got these men's sexy underwear and uh, multiple pairs, right? Yeah. There was like a pack of like three. Yeah. (laughs) They were really hideous. They were black and yellow. And it was right before Cam's birthday party. And Chris was like, we have to save these and give them out as like a door prize. And I was like, absolutely not. Get them out of my house. Um, There was something else. It must have not been that good. And then (laughs) not half as good as the men's sexy underwear. (laughs) I think it was also like a face cream or some sort of beauty product. And then I got, um, I don't know what these are, but something that you use to strengthen your hand. So it's like, looks like a clamp and... It's like people, I feel like yeah. boxers use them. Yeah, 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 like yeah, Rocky yeah. Balboa they're, yeah, yeah. They're like it. metal with like yes. plastic grippy or rubber exactly. grippies. And uh-huh. you just open uh-huh. and close clench. them, clench yeah. them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I got a couple of other things. The only thing I kept was the flashlight because I was like, that's super useful. <laughs> you can always use another flashlight. So in the end, do you feel like you came out on top? Like, are you in the red or in the black on this brushing scam? Um, Definitely in the red because Erica, shortly after all of this started, the power went out in my house the night that I needed to pack for, the, the night before we were leaving for two weeks. So I had this huge packing assignment in front of me. I The power was out. All I had was candles and this flashlight. So I turned on the flashlight to discover it was a black light flashlight. What? I know. I was so pissed. A black light flashlight? It was a black light What's flashlight. What's the use case for this I product? I don't know, but I threw it away. I don't know. Like find dirt in your home? I don't know. Right. I guess it's like a forensic, like, <laughs> semen stain on the yes. comforter product. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. What? I was furious. And, like, also just, there was something in general a little creepy about the whole thing that I didn't of, feel comfortable of course, with of course, at all. I mean, obviously my question was a joke about 
Of course, it's terrible that people are sending, (laughs) that people have your address and are just sending you random shit. Well, but I have to admit that when I came back from vacation and I hadn't gotten anything new, that there was a little part (laughs) of me that was like, the excitement is over. Do you know what I mean? Uh huh. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, that story has ended. That chapter has closed. Totally. Like, you're a small child who gets a catalog addressed to her, (laughs) and you're like, oh my, I got mail. Basically. Yeah. I was like, I was really upset about it when it was happening, and I didn't think I'd be upset when it ended. And who knows? Maybe it'll start up again at some point. No, I I think whoever has your address will probably sell it to somebody else. So don't worry about it. It'll it'll start again. So that's my brushing scheme. I worked really um, not that hard on trying to come up with good punny hashtags about it, like brushing up and brush with greatness and all of that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's it. That was my brushing scam. There are some good podcast episodes about this that explain it much better than I do that we can post links to. They understand all of the technicalities of this and the like whole cottage industry that has risen up around this where like people go into these chat rooms and raise their hand like willing to like be the one who will write the order the thing and write the review or whatever. Wow. It's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of new jobs and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, potential occupations, the rest of this episode is going to be about how we feel sort of winding down um, of a kind. And we did a first episode on this. And now it's, I think, two months after we recorded the first one. It feels like yesterday, frankly. I know, which is weird. That's like, yeah. I, I think the sense of time is something that we need to get into For here, sure. too. Um, but basically, I think on the last episode that we addressed this topic, we were like, I don't know, like taking a break feels crazy. Like, how could we possibly take a break? Yeah. Like, blah. Yeah. Um, and turns out over the last two months, we've taken a break. Kind of. I mean, we have. We yeah. haven't been the only real job we've had. The only thing that's been generating income has been the podcast. Yes. And the why I say kind of is because you and I have both managed to make ourselves busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like have a lot of assignments. Uh, totally. No, and I don't mean that like we haven't been doing anything. Yeah, right. I just mean that we haven't had Oh, no, like, we haven't had jobs. jobs. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yes, <laughs> I get, accurate. I, yes. Like, and I think that that is something that we can like really get into here because I think when you think about taking a break, you do envision the like long hours you're going to spend like lazing, reading a book watching or like so watching TV, TV yeah. or like going to this like restaurant in Mm -hmm. Chinatown in Queens that you've always wanted to go to on on like a Tuesday afternoon. And Mm -hmm. that has not happened. It hasn't happened at all. Um, (laughs) I think, so, well, to start with, I think in general, the process of this, the like emotional and cognitive aspect of this has been fascinating and has been and I think everybody who takes a break experiences this where like at first you're like, I'm not that tired. I can keep going. And then you stop for a second and you're like, wow, I didn't realize quite how tired I was. I want to read this Instagram caption from the illustrator, Wendy McNaughton, who most of you are probably familiar with. If not her name, you've definitely seen her um, her illustrations because I feel like she described it so perfectly. So perfectly. So she posted on Instagram and said, about two months ago, I wrapped up my last New York Times and California Sunday columns, returned from drawing in Guantanamo Bay and collapsed. I thought I was on the precipice of a burnout. No, I'd burned, fried my ends. For 10 years, I'd convinced myself that tight-chested panic was my natural baseline. I worried if I stopped making, then everything would disappear, or maybe I'd want to stop forever. There were important stories to tell and projects to do, and I had to draw them all now hard, fast. And when the work is purposeful, we have unlimited reserve, right? 
I began to resent drawing. Meeting people and interviewing them and drawing, what I most loved to do, felt most myself doing, became something I had to do and always with a deadline, often in a panic, always so busy. A couple years back, I revealed some of these things to a small group of smart women. T.Y. Spy said, sounds like capitalism. I'm sure I rolled my eyes. I fight capitalist isolation through my work. How could I get suckered by it myself? But then collapse. I stopped working. It took weeks to stop making lists and planning. More to stop starting projects for later. More to feel how tired I was. Then more to finally start to get a little energy back. It arrives in the most unexpected forms. Capitalism is a sneaky little fucker. It gets in everywhere, even here, this post. I have no idea what is going to happen next. I'm resisting making this into a step away to come back and be more productive narrative. So for now, I feel lucky to have the cushion to be able to take some time to do nothing productive. There should be a fund to offer this kind of time to folks who need it but can't afford it. Beyond that, I'm trusting the universe and my own sleeping cells. Thank you so much to Zola for sponsoring today's episode. So we both got married like five plus years ago. Um, yeah, you, five to seven. I don't know. Seven. <laughs> you got married seven years ago? Almost. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you have advice for people planning weddings? Ooh, um, yes. Choose the things that are important to you. Spend money on those things and do not spend money on the other things. Like that's don't feel advice. like you have to check all the boxes. Yes. You know, great. what did you spend money on? Um, a photographer that we were really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, Dairy Queen ice cream cakes. I'm that sure we you spent a ton of money about. on that. Yeah, that was yeah. a pretty that was a pretty cheap wedding <laughs> cake situation. I will say, invitations. Mm-hmm. Um, we like wanted pretty invitations. Yeah. yeah, I think it's nice to be able to make everything else as sort of simple and streamlined as possible. Which hey, which Zola does. They make wedding planning easier and less stressful. They have wedding websites now and registry which is sort of what they're known for, but they also do invites and a guest list manager all in one place. They have free wedding website designs with hundreds of design options and all the bells and whistles you're looking for, from custom URLs to password-protected pages, online RSVP, and guests can shop registry right on the site. They're also the highest-rated registry of all time. So you can register for gifts, experiences, and honeymoon funds, and also add gifts from other stores or sync existing registries. They offer free shipping and returns, free and easy exchanges, a 20% off post-wedding discounts. You can buy the things people didn't buy for you, and they will price match from other retailers. And they even have a group gifting function, which I think is especially handy if you're like trying to buy a gift for somebody in the office and a bunch of people want to chip in. They also have beautiful, affordable invites and paper now, and they will help collect addresses and track online RSVPs with their free guest list manager. They'll even address your envelopes for free, which is really major. Very few people will do, very few online services will do that. Zola has helped 1 million couples get married, and they'll help you too. Sign up at Zola.com slash a thing or two today to get your free personalized paper sample. Then use the code SAVE50 to get 50% off your save the dates. That's Zola.com slash a thing or two with the promo code SAVE50. It's interesting. The thing that I'm taking away from this now is different Mm -hmm. from the things that I took away from it before even, which I feel like just sort of like speaks to this process. And the like idea that I don't know what I'm going to do or like I don't know the like I have no idea what is going to happen next yep. part it was is what's really landing with me. And in talking about it with friends recently, and I found myself especially over Christmas break, I was seeing Thomas's friends mm-hmm. in Madison, Wisconsin, where he's from, who I don't see very regularly, but who uh, generally had a sense of of a kind closing and, you know, just sort of how core that was in my life. And a lot, so many questions, mm-hmm. obviously, as is natural about like, what what's next? Like, yeah. what's happening next? And it felt 
weirdly good to say, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. we'll see. I don't know. And it was met with discomfort. Right. I think. But like, it felt good for me as a person to be like, I'm putting that out there. I don't know. That's interesting. We don't know in general, probably, like as people, what's going to happen next. And that's okay. Okay. That's so funny. I feel like I've taken the opposite approach of wanting to give people a really concrete, tied up with the bow answer so that to give them the comfort that I think they're, see- they're right, seeking. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I, I think I was doing yeah, before. Yes. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I want people to not worry or not feel awkward or like yeah. sad for me. So I'm just like, it's totally fine. Here's what we're doing. And I feel fine about it, which is all true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the truth is I don't know what we're doing. The thing that continues to speak to me about this is her sort of chronology of like, it took a week to realize how tired I was and then a week to stop making lists and a week to do that. I felt very seen to use internet speak. I like, I felt very comforted by this idea that like, oh, you were also still making lists and still doing this thing. It takes a lot of time to stop being productive, which I also think that book that we've talked about, How to Do Nothing, yeah. speaks yeah, to yeah, quite yeah. a bit. It's just so ingrained in us to just constantly be consuming content or just like doing something. And and I'm still not at that place. I still, I think I like am finally maybe at that place where I don't have a million assignments other than writing back to like our tax accountant. Um, but like I purged our house and that took a full week. And I, would, you know, decided ev- everybody whose kids I knew was getting, you know, something in the mail for Christmas. It's just like it's stuff I don't normally do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just gave myself all of these assignments when it, my fantasy was really just sitting on the couch. Right, right, and right. watching TV. Well, and basically, so we, um, when we talk about, you know, the sort of taking a break period, we uh, of a, stopped up working at Of A Kind on November 1st. Mm-hmm. And it is now, you know, sort of like early to mid-January. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are starting to transition back into picking up more stuff. But, you know, for the last like two and a half months, yeah. um, the podcast again is like the only, you know, sort mm-hmm. of like bill paying thing yeah. that we've had on our plates. And in the beginning there, I think we both felt so much pressure to like have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, just like really have fun with it. And I had this list of the things that I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. it was like these museums and these restaurants and these shows and da 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 And I feel like I've done four of them. Yeah. And well, and, and neither for, of us were like in such good moods and like feeling no. like we were like embracing life and it's embracing also New York November City. and December in New York, yeah. like which in some ways is exciting, but is also like, I don't know, it's like crowded and busy and cold. Totally. And it didn't actually feel that exciting for me as much as I like the Cooper Hewitt Museum, Design Museum mm-hmm. to drag my ass up to the Upper East Side on a Thursday <laughs> to go. No, and I like I had kind of the opposite reaction, which is just like, I really want to spend like three to five straight days only watching TV and doing nothing else. Um, and I got like one of those days and I watched the morning show and it was great. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't feeling like I was having this like totally sort of like gluttonous over the top yeah, relaxing yeah, yeah, yeah. moment that I fantasized about. And Where you just streamed six seasons of Buffy exactly. and it was like, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the reasons for that are because like we're in our mid thirties and like we have things like you were buying a house and I have a kid and we were like, there's just life. There are life things that you have to deal with. And um, it's not like, I mean, I think we both pictured the last time that we didn't have full-time employment, which was in college. Yes. Um, and it's actually quite different. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 15 one, years I later. I really pictured it being like winter break during college. Yeah, where, where you're like, yeah. your finals are done. Yeah. And you have really shit all to do. Nothing to do. 
And there was a really critical moment for me. We were, we saw our management coach and I said something about like, and da 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 and enjoying this time, supposed to be enjoying this time, blah, blah, blah. And he like stopped and he was didn't respond to the point of the thing I was saying. He was like, you use the word enjoy. And I just want to say like, that's not the point of this time. Like this isn't, you're not supposed to be enjoying this. And it was such a huge amount of pressure off to be like, oh, I don't have to be enjoying this. I, it was such a release, it, like a relief to yeah. hear from him like, oh, right, this isn't really about, it's not about like fun or it's not about like relaxing into it or like whatever. It's actually just about giving yourself the break from what you were doing. Right. It was, I've, I just keep having this feeling that like, well, this is this once in a lifetime thing. It'll probably never happen again. So I have to make the most of it and making the most of it means enjoying it. And even you know, the irony is like even the idea of like making the most of something is what like is that this, even? Yeah. yeah. That's and to try to do that. And, right. Yes. To try to do that is also like how many of the things that you've enjoyed the most are things that you made the most of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and the whole point is like, no, don't make anything. Just be, right? And, um, or just like j- go through your day, do what you got to do. You and I both took vacations. Yes. Um, which felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. It, which felt like the thing we were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, it felt like the, like yeah. anybody who we talked to about like this time mm-hmm. was like, oh, you, you have to travel. Of course yeah. you're going to travel. Right. You're going to, where are you going to go? I didn't find it to be satisfying. Me either. Um, and I don't know if it was just that not, we're not so great at travel that mm-hmm. we just like get on a plane and right. like feel free. Yeah. Um, it felt like another thing to prepare for yes. and to deal with yeah. and to prep for. And I can't yeah. just like land in a place and be, and have like done no like research mm-hmm. or like have mm-hmm. done no thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I do commend myself for a while. I, so I went to Sedona for a couple mm-hmm. of days by myself on the tail end of like a couple of trips to a wedding and a, visiting a friend. Mm-hmm. I do commend myself for fully spending like a day and a, like probably eight hours of that trip in bed reading Little Women instead of like trying to do and see anything. Yeah. And I think that was at the point where I was like, you know what? Like I'm throwing in the towel on this. Yeah. This doesn't, this is not going to be the few days that I like have this glorious eat, pray, love moment in Sedona. <laughs> in Red Rocks, right? Um, also, you, I don't think you have an eat, pray, love moment in two days. No. I think that's a good yeah. nine month project. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I we went to the Dominican Republic and I actually didn't do any research because it was a resort I'd been to before and there was very little to do. But we took our kid and I had to get him a passport and do one of those like three-day turnaround passport situations going Fun. On. Yeah. Standing in line at the Talk passport about a project. agency. Oh, it was like a full day project. And then, you know, turns out around 10 months is right around when kids stop being easy to travel with. And so he was not the best version of himself. So I wasn't super relaxed at all. No. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I did take a vacation late. We both took vacations later, like after Christmas that I think we both felt much better about with a little more distance. Yes. And I also think that the holidays are just in full, were, have just been in full swing this yep. whole time. And it's felt very hard not to just like get sucked into all that that means, which yes. is like, family and friends and end of year and just reflection and travel and all of it too. Um, Yeah. There was also, I think you and I also both had a bit of a moment where when we first stopped working, there had been so many people who, I don't want to say came out of the woodwork because it's not, but just like people you haven't talked to in a while where big life changes give occasion to like, we should catch up, we should get coffee. So there was a lot of that. And, you know, we didn't have jobs. So what were we doing? The point is like, there was no excuse to be like, okay, well, like I'm going to see a couple people this week and a couple people next week as you, as one would do Mm -hmm. when you had like other things on your plate. 
but all, but because we thought they knew that we didn't have things on our plate, right. we felt like, oh, we have we have to we say have yes. to say yes, yeah, like now, of course. And so then we were like, why are we so busy? Why like do is my calendar full Monday to through Friday with coffee dates and phone calls and all of these things? And we realized that we had to get really aggressive about just saying like, no, we're actually not taking calls right now. We're not like doing We're not that. talking about potential yeah. new projects or whatever it's going to be. Because also, you know, we just were not in the place to be having those conversations. No. It wasn't going to serve us or the people we might be talking to. The other thing that played into this was this sort of universal truth that the less you have to do, the harder it is to do anything. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had coffee with our, an old boss of ours right when the news was announced and he'd retired. And he was like a really hard worker. He was always working when we worked 100%. with him. hundred percent. Well, he was like, in, in this talking yeah. with him, he was like, I used to have like 14 meetings a day. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, and now when I have one phone call a day, I'm like, oh, I have to do a phone call? And like, wh when is this going to happen? How long is it going to take? Where am I going to do it from? And hey, very much relate to that, it turns out. Um, there's just like, you lose momentum and it just becomes so hard to do anything. And you're like, wait, I have to like plan my day around this thing. Like, well, our days have, are, aren't routinized yeah, anymore. Exactly. Um, we don't go into an office, yeah. which I think we are both very much enjoying. Um, but then when you don't have an office to go into, you like, at least we lack the structure mm -hmm. that we used to have. Yeah. Um, and that means it's like even finding the time to write emails or the, you know, I'm like, okay, so what is my new morning? Do I like mm -hmm. wake up and do this or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think things I've just gotten extremely bad at correspondence. And I correspond. And I've told myself that I need to start scheduling time to do my correspondence yeah. like a lady. Correspondence. From nine to ten AM I do my correspondence. Is that your new schedule? No. Yeah. Not at all, ma'am. Yeah. Um, I no. It's I, not a bad idea. No, I would like I like the idea of doing it in the morning because I'm not I don't love responding. Say correspondence again. <laughs> if you like the idea of doing your correspondence in the morning. I don't love doing I'm not great at correspondence on my phone. Yeah. I and and I message having a desktop app has only made me worse because I'm like, oh, I have to respond to a text message on my phone. With my finger, yeah. with my thumbs. Um, so I do like the idea of sitting down for an hour at the top of the day and doing my correspondence and like going through DMs and text messages yeah. and emails and doing it all, which means I have to sort of learn a new email routine because I used to just manage my inbox as a certain way. Yeah. yeah. And now I need to start organizing it more effectively and doing like what you do with like starring emails yeah. or something like that. That has helped me at least somewhat during this time of just being, I, I read emails as they come in, but I really don't respond to them as they come in and I just star them and then go check the starred emails yeah. like that night, the next day, two days later, whatever it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and that has, it, it's made me feel like they're not in my head anymore. And I know that they'll be dealt with at some point by me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's what I got to do because, yeah, I've just become really bad. And in general, just become administratively crippled about all aspects of my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, yeah. like, like I've just become that person where I'm like, oh, I, I had a phone call. I had no idea. Of course, it was on my calendar, but I wouldn't have looked at my calendar. Like, I, just a disaster in all things. Um, Thomas and I are moving this week, mm -hmm. and I feel more daunted by this move than I think I would have felt if I had a full-time job. Oh, 100%. Yes. And you've done things, you on a daily basis, did harder things than this yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. But it just feels like, and I think part of it is also just living in the move a little mm -hmm. bit more yeah. than I would have, oh, or totally. just having to be home around the boxes and having to be like in the vortex of it. Yes. But yeah, I, I can't believe 
how daunted I am by what before it would have been like, whatever, it's fine. Well, and this is what I, one of the things I'm trying to figure out is like with things like your move and with me, it was like getting the house ready for Kim's birthday party. It's like, how much of this is totally unnecessary work that I wouldn't have done if I was working full time? And like, how can I like try to strike a balance of like doing what's reasonable and not just going, throwing yourself into it because it's, because you're there. Exactly. Yeah. And because I can, because it's not necessarily the best use of my time to be doing those things. So we were talking yesterday about how basically we've been trying to check in with each other really regularly Mm -hmm. about like, how are you feeling? Um, Which we do in general, but I think right now it's especially important just Mm -hmm. to like take the, take the temperature on do you do you want to be doing more are you anxious about your time about money, money are yeah. you you know like mm-hmm. all of these things um and yesterday we were talking about how we're both feeling more excited about working yes. or just being like I could work more totally. yeah I would yeah. I would be interested in working more absolutely um, and I think we're still in this place where it's like we're not 100% sure on what right um but we know you know we're going to pick the newsletter back up mm-hmm. in full steam and that's exciting to us and we're going to start exploring some consulting projects yeah. um and um but it's i think it would have been such a disservice to us and to anything we worked on if we had to have jumped into this straight away oh absolutely i mean i think we've both also come to various conclusions about what we want our new work schedules to look like like yeah. neither of us wants to be working in a company again for a while, yeah. and I, even when we started. And I, so that's been like a big realization for me. I think me, maybe the biggest is how much time I spent worrying what other people thought about me mm. and our employees for one, and for two, just like other people who were looking at me in the context of being a co-founder of, of a kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it has been such a relief that I didn't know would come to just be like, Free I don't have that. to worry about any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think not going into an office every day has been sort of like the key part of that. And I, I'm enjoying the release and the relief from that quite a bit. And I, it's just nice not caring. And it's like, you know, like you and I were talking about, like, we have bought weird things that we would not have, have purchased. otherwise purchased. And I'm like, oh, is, yeah, is my style going to go through a huge transformation because I don't have to worry about what people at the office are going to think of this or what people who I'm going to a meeting with think of this. And just like, I did not fully realize. I mean, I, of course, I knew my identity was wrapped up yeah. in this, but I hadn't taken into account how much of that identity was being reflected and like worrying about what people thought of me. And yeah. and it's that is a like lovely thing to have less of. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting that because our identities were so wrapped up in this thing and because, you know, we did this business, ran this business for 10 years during a very important part of our lives from like, you know, mid-20s to mid-30s, um, deciding what parts of that we wanted to leave behind and what parts of that we wanted to bring with us. Yeah. Um, and I think some of that has come out of the last couple of months of, you know, just like parsing yep. those things. One fascinating thing has been having uh, the holidays be in the midst of yeah. this, which in some ways I resented because I wanted to, because <laughs> it was like, it was two full weeks of of being sort of on other people's schedules when I wanted to be experiencing this life of not having a job sort of like as part of my daily life. Yeah, 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 just like in in a normal way, which is a crazy spoiled thing to do to be like, I don't have to work during the holidays. But um, it was also fascinating because I was observing all of the retail culture happening around the holidays. And I still had this knee-jerk reflex 
of every time I would see something to clock it and think about like how, what I could learn from it, how, how it to applied apply to it. our business. Did I want to be more like it or less like it? What did I think of it? And then like a few seconds into that thought process, I would stop and be like, it doesn't matter. I'm you free. don't have to have an opinion about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was incredible. Like I, it was just so freeing. I, I couldn't believe the, the like, wonderful sunshine and rainbows feelings I got on Cyber Monday when I didn't have to deal with Cyber <laughs> yeah. Monday. Like when I hadn't had to think about a strategy for it or think about Instagram or like re- like mm-hmm. edit newsletter copy or like whatever yes. um, of like how we're going to make this mm-hmm. good and not boring and not terrible and yeah. like, you know, whatever. That was so nice. Yeah, it was really, really wonderful. And listen, like it's entirely possible we'll go back to yeah, something sure. retail, but I think but it- But we just like did a cleanse. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good to not- be entrenched in it in yeah. the same way and to feel like I have to read every article and understand every pop-up strategy. And like, you know, it, that has, that's been truly wonderful. I do think that the one thing haunting us during this time is just a feeling of guilt. Oh, absolutely. Um, of like, who are we to do this? And, mm-hmm. you know, why do we think that we possibly deserve to take any time off? And there are people who work double shifts and there are people who can't get a job. And like, my dad's worked his entire career yeah. at one law firm and has never taken like a sabbatical no, or something. Yeah, our, um, our parents never did this. Although I, I've been surprised at how accepting my parents are of me doing this. Yeah, I think in some ways because they look and they're like, you have worked so much harder than they ever had to in a lot of ways because like email didn't exist for a yeah. big chunk of their career. Um, but yeah, it 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 is funny where everybody's like, you got to take a break. You got to take time off. And there's this sense of like, not everybody's like owed time off. No, you know, right. in this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in a just universe, maybe, but not of everybody course. gets this. Right. Not in um, the world we live in, unfortunately. Yeah. And so we felt very fortunate to have the resources and the support to be able to do it for sure. Um, it's interesting the way your parents handle it versus the way my parents <laughs> handled it, which is not shocking. Yeah. Um, but whenever I talk to my dad recently, he'll be like, So do you have a job yet? That's like his line. And is he say it sort of jokey? Yeah, but like it's his like jokey way of genuinely asking a question. Yeah. Or, like genuinely right. like, you know, because I think it does make him nervous or yeah. uncomfortable. And I just go, nope. <laughs> I think my parents are getting to the point where they're like, okay, you've had your fun. Like, yeah. Let's, well, yeah. and it, I think, I mean, part of my responding to him in the way that I do, I think right now is me being like, you need to just get comfortable with this and mm-hmm. accept this. Like, I'm not going to do what you want me to do in this situation or like what what makes you comfortable you here. Do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so you're just going to have to accept this is what's happening. I'm okay. Right. I'm feeling fine about it. I'm not, you know, feeling anxiety about mm-hmm. it. I know that, you know, if I do feel anxiety about it, then that's like the time to make the move. But I'm not going to feed off of whatever you have yeah. going on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I am. Um, yeah, I mean, I think my my like way of buffering against that is to just, I keep telling everybody, I'm like, it's weird. Like, yeah, I'm taking time off, but I'm so busy for some reason. <laughs> I've given myself all these assignments, which is also just something that I think you and I do, which is like not great at relaxing. Like we will no. always give ourselves assignments, whether it's purging the house or being like, I- I'm going to put together this photo album or whatever it is, Yes, which are choices that we have made. But somehow I feel like I have to, they've been thrust upon me. And that's, that's really a, a work. That's my work. That's work I have to do that's on myself. That's right. Um, one of the things that really, I think, helped me 
figure out that balance was to decide that like if we were going to make commitments that they should be all on the same day. So yeah, I had yeah, certain yeah. days yeah. where I knew like I am not leaving the house today. We're not doing anything. I am like beholden to nobody today. Well, because we for a little bit there was a moment where we were having these like sort of half days of activity mm-hmm. um, where it'd be like, you know, the afternoon or the yeah. morning. And guess what? That basically yeah. leaves you with two free hours yeah, um, exactly. during which you can like do a load of laundry right. and like answer some emails, which does not feel like no, anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> we talked a lot. We did talk a lot. Um anyway, if you want to feel if you feel compelled to listen to the end of this episode, mm-hmm. you'll get a you will get a treat. You will get a little voicemail treat. About um, face washing. About face washing. We were talking about making messes um all over our sinks and someone has a really good tip for us. So listen, tune in. Stay tuned. I don't know. Keep it going. That's the show. <laughs> this is Sarah Thorne from Birmingham, Alabama. I just listened to the most recent podcast about all of your favorite beauty products, which I always love. And you guys are talking about how you get water all over the sink when you wash your face, which happens to me too. But I was watching Chris Loves Julia's Instagram feed or stories. And she wears, you know how basketball players wear like a sweatband around their head and they have those little wrists. I think they're to wipe sweat on, but she wears those wrists. Um, sweatbands when she washes her face and so it catches the water on your hands so the water doesn't run down your arm and get your sleeve wet which sounds pretty genius I have not made the purchase yet because it seems sort of silly but it does seem like a great fix and I just wanted to share love the podcast and can't wait to see what you guys do next all right bye this has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at claireandericka.com. Hold up. 